and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. We're your hosts. My name is Chloe. And I'm Joe, And we're a mother and daughter duo. This show is for all of those that are interested in Feng Shui, including those with no previous experience, but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already. That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello, welcome back to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. I'm Chloe. And I'm Joe. Yeah, okay. Well, mom is lying down on this episode and she's <laughs> reclining. I'm not she's, lying down. She's promising me that she's going to stay down there, and I don't think it's true. <laughs> because the issue that I have is that as soon as you do decide that you're into this and move up, your chair is gonna go. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, that's nice. And all our listeners are going to be like, oh, that's a nice sound. Well, okay, okay. If I find Mom, you need to talk to the microphone. You can't talk to the window. (laughs) So, okay, if I find that's the case, I'll pause, giving you enough time to edit it out. Yeah, but the thing is, is that you need to be consistent throughout the episode. So you need to stay. Backwards and forwards. That's consistent. No, I need you to be at the same length away from the microphone throughout the whole time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Why are you looking up? You need to look at the microphone, look at me, and we can crack on. Yeah, but it's making my head hurt. We'll sit comfortably. (laughs) Oh... Are you going to be there now? Are you there? Okay, great. So, sorry about that, everybody. That's my (laughs) mum being a menace. Chloe being bossy. I'm not being bossy. I'm being an editor. (laughs) Would you say I'm bossy? I think um, uh, it's healthy in a metal person to be quite (laughs) articulate. Really? (laughs) Direct. Yeah. Me. <laughs> so welcome back everyone i think this is episode 23 yeah 23 god can you believe one. it is i it, know I, I thought it was eight your favorite number i like eight as well it's very lucky yeah uh there's theo so far we're two minutes in we've had the chair and theo what else <laughs> what else can we have chloe shaming us <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that a constant theme? <laughs> you with the microphone is a constant theme. Just like, talk to the microphone. <laughs> so welcome back, everyone. This is episode twenty-three. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank uh, you. Today we're going to be talking about the snake energy. Yes, we are. And the snake energy is brilliant because it's all about endings and beginnings. So it's um, it's a very powerful energy that on the surface doesn't seem to 
have a very obvious sort of um, look at me attitude, but actually it's a very, it's, it's sign indicates a very observant, knowledgeable, wise person, intelligent person who is able to spot the opportunities way before others and strike while the iron's hot. So it's an energy that combines very um, well with my stars. So I have some lovely friends that carry the snake and... Um, why did you do that? I just wanted to make sure the microphone was plugged in. <laughs> that was rather rude. So um, before I was rudely interrupted. That so, was very loud. So the energy of the snake, I, I find, is particularly magical and mystical. And people that have the energy of the snake tend to be very kind and articulate. So that's why I like the energy of the snake. So, if I remember rightly, it's the snake, dragon, and rabbit that are all mystical, right? Um, that's correct. Well done, Chloe. Yeah, Thank the you. snake's um, <laughs> the snake's quite mysterious. It's that, that out of those three, that's the one that um, tends to be the master of the sort of um, deeper subjects, even the taboo subjects. The not the, not necessarily dark arts. I don't want people to think that it's associated with evil. It's not. It's it's where it's more to do with power and knowledge and understanding. And people, as I say, people with the snake energy tend to be very deeply intelligent because they're very wise. And wise people understand both yin and yang, the shadow and the light. Uh, it's people's behavior that determines whether they're good or evil. It's not their interest or curiosity into the depths of each subject. And that's why I like the snake, because they tend to be wise people and they tend to help others. They, they're, they're very good at, at, I suppose, creating opportunities that can be of benefit to others. They, they've, they've got this nature of endings and beginnings or rejuvenation, just like in nature, the skin sheds its uh, skin and, and has, a, has a brand new canvas in which to slither upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people, people sort of think snakes are a negative thing. Like so many people are scared of snakes as well. Mm, mm. How does that? How does that um, translate in Chinese animals? Well, because I think because people is is people are, are afraid of the unknown, and people are afraid of fear itself. And whereas snake people don't have that sort of um, fear, they they the the brave hearts. They're the ones that go in and explore the darkness and 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 discover what secrets it has and that's why uh, people are, are, don't know how to cope with that because they they've got this deep instinct to be afraid of the dark and to or to be afraid of change snakes there's there's four signs that relate to change and the snake's one of them so endings and beginnings so for some people change can be quite upsetting and um, and the and the unknown. So uh, go, moving into change or moving into the unknown can be um, an area that's fraught with with possibilities. That for some people, their natural indication is to to find fear in those opportunities and and to sort of shy away from them. Whereas people with the snake will will sort of really be curious about the possibilities and the potential and how that potential can be extracted and, and 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 expanded upon there's fire energy inside of there but um also there's there's metal energy inside the snake so that's it can be very good for 
the secrets and analysis and understanding. So um, so people could be fearful of that because they may be, it's like qualities of a spy and espionage could be contributed to the, or would, would have um, success with people of the snake because they, on the surface, it appears nothing much is going on. But actually, they're watching and observing and aware, have a, a great capacity of awareness, and um, to to use that energy wisely for the the goal or the, or to focus that into the project that they're they're being occupied by. They tend to finish things as well. You know, lots of people start projects and don't finish them, easily being distracted. But um, the snake can see things through to the end and seek revenge if they are slighted or harmed in some way, they have the capacity to do that and maybe the interest to do that because they've got a good memory, a long memory. They sound quite mysterious. Yeah, they are. So out of the magical ones, the snake is the one that um, perhaps has all the secrets and of the all the sort of um, meanings of life, if you like, and um, rituals, magic, um, that kind of understanding. And that's why you often see it used in mystical um, language and stories or medicine, you know, that's used in medicine because of the great understanding on how the human body works. So so it, it's, it's quite an ancient symbol for knowledge. But then you've got the dragon, which is... Um, has this more open or charming sort of happy-go-lucky attitude. And then you've got the um, rabbit, which has that natural healing ability and dreamy creativity, expression in arts that can be very provoking without saying a word, just through the music or through the dance or through the art, the expression, invoking emotion through through that field, that, that, that way. But um, the snake is the... the 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 quick mind, sharp mind. And it's interesting because the snake combines with the monkey. And the monkey is another one that's very quick thinking, very good at problem solving. So if you've got a, a, an industry or a business where you've got a snake and a monkey together, then you've got some very good, intelligent, problem solving people that could be, if they're, if they're put to their, their potential, could, could make huge, huge improvements to functionality, to distribution, to manufacturing. Um, as I say, problem solving, throw a problem at them and, and they'll have it solved in seconds. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, I'm interested mm. to carry on that path. What other clashes and combinations with the other animals do the snake have? Okay, so in partnerships, um, the snake would absolutely love and adore people that carry the energy of the rooster and the ox. So we get a triple harmony effect there for metal. So if metal, so the snake is essentially a fire energy. It, it's, it comes in that period between the ending of spring and the beginning of summer. And as I say, it's, it's got a transitional energy to it. It does it support change or initiates change or provides the the components necessary for change to take place. And so as the seasons change, that's where the snake appears naturally. And it loves the energy of the rooster and it loves the energy of the ox and they, it can combine with each sign or it can combine as a triple harmony. So if somebody, say, was born year of the ox during the month of 
September, they could have that triple harmony effect when they meet somebody that's born month or year or day or hour of the snake. And that can have that instant connection. And it could come through in social media. It could come through in forms of communication. So they, because the snake loves to debate, the snake loves nothing more than a, a real good, deep conversation, checking all the boundaries, looking at what's going on in any given subject. And if he's got somebody that they a sparring partner, all the better. So discussion and intelligent, flowing conversation. And that's what the snake and the ox can provide. But equally, the um, snake um, gets on with the monkey. So lots of stimulating energy there. And in terms of romance, the snake can also be quite compatible with the rabbit, the dragon, the horse and the goat. The only one that the snake should really avoid is people born year of the pig. And for for that reason, the snake, they, it can bring more misunderstandings, disagreements, conflict, even over minor things. There could be this great big drama. So, um, and that's because within the snake and within the pig are hidden elements that are in direct conflict. So people that have that combo in their chart can often, it can, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a self-penalty, but it can often be behind some self-penalties where, where there's a misunderstanding or there's a, uh, it, it triggers a reaction that's perhaps not intended. So things taken out of context, it's more likely for that thing to happen. And that could happen to snake people every November. So they've got to be careful when they're making big decisions not to base it too much on a quick emotional reaction. As I say, the snakes have got long memory and they can have this... Um, desire for revenge so if that occurs during November then all sorts of problems could arise but um, I think it takes a lot to really push a snake as you see in nature they they tend to be quiet and more in the background they're more sort of they only act when they have to so people that carry that energy might not like the conflict but um, they, their reaction may be delayed <laughs> That's interesting. Mm. What about what year are the snakes and what The differences. Well, what years are there? So we've got five flavours, if you like, five different types of the snake. We've got the water snake, so people born in 1953. Um, we've got the wood snake, which is for people born during 1965. The fire snake for people during uh, born during 1977, the earth snake for people born during 1989, the metal snake for people born during 2001, and 2013 is also a water snake. So they're the oh, five different flavors. That, yeah. 2013. Yeah, loads. Of we change. moved here. Yeah, loads of change yeah. happened. I started yeah. uni, and I broke yeah. my shoulder, and we started our snake luck pillars. Yes, actually, and and your and you've left yours now, but I've still got a couple left in mine. But still, lots of change, lots of change in those. Well, particularly five to ten ten years, the sort of uh, second, the the last five. But I was going to say, yeah, out of those five flavors of the snake, the one that's got the advantage, the strongest advantage, are people born during 1977. So people with the fire snake in their chart. And that energy can come through in the year, the month, the day, or the hour. But generally, 
this is a they'll have lots of opportunities this year there could be promotions there could be um opportunities if they're artists to have lots of luck when they do exhibition i can never say this word exhibitions expeditions. not ex- <laughs> expeditions and exhibitions i know i get it always like <laughs> so when they do that <laughs> also with investments snake people tend to be very good um at short-term investments They've just seemed to have an instinct and an intuition, a knack for reading the markets, particularly when the market's volatile. So um, this year, those born in 1977 should be quite successful in those sorts of opportunities where there's a wee little... Oh, one thing I forgot to mention, gamblers. People with a snake, they could be great speculators, but also in a negative way, they can be gamblers. So just be aware of that. It's it's not healthy to gamble um, compulsively and to lose everything or to gamble everything on um, on something that you feel is a sure thing, but really isn't. So even though snakes are great speculators, they they do have an Achilles heel when it comes to gambling. So they could potentially be quite lucky but they could also potentially gamble away far more than they ever win Mm. but in traditional um, Chinese texts they do tend to be more successful later and wealthy later in life so even though things could be quite challenging when they're younger financially speaking they tend to stick at things and grow wise and tend to move in areas that they know they'll be successful in. And as such, they tend to gain more wealth and success and fame in their field of industry and as they get older, much, much more than perhaps the other signs. I just wanted to ask you, what does that phrase mean, Achilles Hill? Because I was reading a book last night about moon signs and it used that phrase and I was just like that's weird but you've just done it (laughs) it's to do with Greek mythology and um, we should interview our little friend Charlotte because she's an absolute whiz with uh, Greek mythology but um, it's where Achilles was um, dangled by his heel in a river and I can't remember much more than that we'll have to google it or let's ask Charlotte I'll put that in my letter yeah because um Ryan, a friend of mine, he tore his Achilles heel. So it's I, my phone. I thought it was just an area of your body. Oh, it is. It is. But the, 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 where the word came from is Greek mythology. It's from a story. What have I just done with my phone? Uh, it's behind you. That's your phone. Oh. Have you got any messages? <laughs> <laughs> well, should I? No. Oh. I just need to unlock it. Unlock it. You've got to go to the bottom of the garden, eat flies. What? Haven't you ever heard of that? What's that phrase? Nobody loves me. I'm going to go to the bottom of the garden, eat flies. I'm going to go to the like bottom of the garden and meet flies. <laughs> eat flies. Eat flies. That's worse. <laughs> At least if you're lonely, you can meet some flies, but eating them <laughs> seems a bit harsh. What do they do to you? Theo, Theo loves eating fl- flies. Yeah, the cat loves eating flies. Okay, you're not going to find your phone. <laughs> Stop looking. <laughs> I just heard it though. Because I did the chart, didn't I? All right, I'm going to make the chair creak. So you've got a three, two, one. I did a bit extra just for you. I found it. 
Oh, it was behind you, wasn't it? <laughs> it was behind, it was behind you. Yeah, it was behind you, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what are you googling then, Mum? Achilles' heel. Cool. I could have done that here. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, I could have. <sighs> You're low. You're low. <laughs> Let me feel like I've put my specs on. Apparently, that's a British thing to say, like saying low out loud. Is it? No. So it's a weakness in spite of overall strength which can lead to which can lead to downfall. The mythical origin refers to a physical vulnerability. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Moving back into the sphere of the podcast. <laughs> before yeah. before we lose References you. of vulnerability. Oh, I've lost you. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Joe. <laughs> Hello, you know, welcome to- back. Tori, uh, Tonya calls me Dory. Dory, I've been called Dory. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the different elements of snakes and what energy they carry. So, as I say, snakes are very good for initiating change and they're very good for problem solving. So if that's... Um, happening or is that if that's an attribute that you need at this particular uh, period of time then you can tap into the energy of the snake by sitting in the direction that is mostly associated with the energy of the snake which i've got to tell you now it's in the southeast and it's um at 145 degrees to 160 degrees southeast so southeast three is the energy of the snake now you can, particularly if you've got the rooster or, or the or the anything other than the pig, really, in your actually even with the pig, it'll still work. But you sit with your back to that energy, and you just go into a meditative state. You give yourself time to absorb that energy. So you need to be there, and you just think about the problem, and you just allow your mind to quieten down, and you basically ask the stars to give you the knowledge and the wisdom to find a solution or to put you in touch with somebody that can present you with a solution. And you and you can just, or just spend time sitting in that area. You could be, you don't even have to do that. You can just spend time in that area, just getting on with your life, um, doing hobbies or reading or eating or sleeping. By spending time in that area, you're naturally absorbing that energy. But if you choose to tap into it consciously, that's how you do it. You just sit there and you consciously send out to the universe the request of helping me solve a problem. Help, I've got a problem. This is the problem. Just quietly in your mind's eye, just go into a quiet space in your in your mind, do some deep breathing and just allow your mind to just focus on that one problem and you, and you ask for the solution. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen immediately, but it may come through in various different forms because the snake is mysterious. It may come through in a chance conversation that you you may be in a room. I mean, I, for example, I went to a party um, on Friday and um, it was very formal. And um, I was politely waiting for these people to come downstairs so I could go behind them. So we were leaving this sort of um, lecture hall and, uh, and then um, I just happened to catch a snippet of conversation, which really was like what I wasn't expecting. It was some. It was sort of in reference to some people I knew. So I, I discovered something that I, I was quite. I wasn't prepared 
to hear. And it's and it's it, that's the energy of the snake. It can it can be, throw a sort of curveball in into a situation that would appear very calm, but actually that you realise there's deep mystery or there's something. There's another dimension or there's another. Uh, perception or, or way of looking at something that you hadn't you hadn't considered, so something that you had thought was very obvious, perhaps has I mean, like, like just like an iceberg on the on the surface, you see something, but actually when you look below the surface, there's a whole different thing going on, and and that's how the snake can operate. It can it can provide you with little bits of information, whether it's a snatched conversation as as you're passing somebody and it leads to a sudden trigger of realisation, or it could be um, it could be something in a book that leads to something. But that's um, how you can tap into the snake. If you're thinking about changing of career, then this energy can be particularly useful if you're born month or year of the rooster and the ox. And also the monkey. The monkey would be very um, quick to react to that. Did so, I ask your question? No, I didn't. So, <laughs> but very interesting. Thank you. So, my question was: ignore me again, and I will not talk to you anymore. Um, so, you've got different elemental snakes. What's the mm. difference in that? What do you mean? What's the difference? Oh, what, okay. oh my god, is that an ice cream truck? Oh, it just stopped. I, I couldn't hear it. I can hear it. So, so okay. So, earth snakes have greater stability, loyalty, and very kind. That's because the fire supports the earth, and yin earth has that quality in abundance. So, they could be very good actors because they can mold and. Um, shape themselves to any role much more easily because the snake's very good at, uh, has that ability. Um, if they're born in a metal snake year, month, day or hour, then they tend to have a very quick mind, very analytical mind, logical mind, almost like a computer, um, can, has an amazing memory and ability to store information and communicate that information. Great for teaching, actually. Um, social media platforms, coding, engineering, those are great qualities for that kind of energy. Water snakes, more to do with change, actually. Emotions, strong emotions, strong feelings, intensity. Um, that's what I'm picturing with when I think of yin water and the snake in that format. Um, also steam, actually, when you think of hot air. and So maybe attention-seeking so a great entertainer, great performer, but somebody that could really go off on a tangent. So I've got that sort of combo in me, and I can often ramble on, lose my train of thought, and then come back to it eventually. So that um, could happen with water snakes. They have this ability to expand that information, but it can lead to perhaps a load of waffle. Um, then we've got wood snakes. Wood snakes um, have the energy is then more to do with resources. So they have uh, can be quite healing energy with the wood energy and creative. So pro again, problem solving, inventors, thinkers, overanalyzers maybe. That's, they spend a lot of time in the mind. But um, it, again, performing, creating, um, solving problems, generating maybe new breakthrough research or medicines. Um, the emphasis is on the fire, 
because wood fuels the fire. So quite a lot of compassion, heartfelt energy there. And then fire snakes, um, big performers, um, much more that warmth comes through much more clearly. So very attractive, mesmerizing, irresistible. Those are the qualities I think of with that mis mysterious, alluring quality of the snake, that um, magnetism that comes from the snake. That's with fire snakes. What does that have? Uh, I think he's he's got more than one snake, isn't he? And I was thinking Dickie's had a snake. Nan's got a snake. Really? Yeah. Oh, but Nan's yeah. got a pig. Yeah. So did Dickie. Really? Yeah. Dad had got rooster and oxes, I think. Let's have a quick look. Have you gone through all the elements of the snake? I think so. Okay. Earth, metal, water, wood, fire, yeah. Before we go on a tangent, I'm also good for... My mind opening up and then trying to remember where I was. Life <laughs> oh, your dad does have a pig in his chart. He's got fire snake. Mm. He's a bit of a performer, actually. He's, you know, he's very, he loves parties, doesn't he? He loves, he entertaining. loves entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's got the rooster in his chart as well. Oh, like mm. you. Yeah. But the rooster and the snake like each other, right? Rooster, snake, ox, and monkey all, all like the snake. Mm, yeah, I definitely like snakes. So let's look at the what does the snake mean if it falls in your hour, day, month, year, and luck pillar? Okay. So if, it, if you're born year of the snake, that's going to have a greater emphasis on things, um, your peer group, on your life generally speaking. Um, it's It's possibly related to your career, so that analytical mind could become quite important. Um, could, because of the fire energy, you could find also success in entertaining industries, those um, even hotelier, that sort of thing, hospitality. They make great hosts. Uh, so if that's in the year, if it's in the month, then it's more to do with your character and your personality. And so people might perceive you as being somebody that's quite mysterious even if you're you think you're being quite open but it, it might be also that people think there's something secretive about you so it comes through in your character and your personality people may um, be more prone to not judging you but maybe um, assuming that there's more to you than you're willing to open up about that sort of thing if that's in the day, then that's probably they're right. <laughs> the snake is quite secretive and mysterious. Uh, but it could also come through in your partner. Maybe you are uh, finding that secret, that mystery in, in your partner because that's known as house of the spouse. And then if it's in the hour, that's more to do with um, the mind and um, the thoughts. And the this is where people, the, invent the inventors are, I think, or the people that have this deep curiosity, this, this desire for knowledge, this thirst for understanding. And I think that's quite exciting, actually. Um, the snake likes to... Un understand the mechanics of things. I sort of think of Leonardo da Vinci and wonder if he had the snake in his hour, because they sort of they they're leaps ahead. They 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 because they spend so much time in their mind. They there is prone to anxiety and overthinking and and exhaustion actually, and that they because they're so focused on their 
particular obsession of that time, they may miss what's going on around them because they're so preoccupied. So they've got to be a little bit aware of that. But I think great inventors and great uh, people that revolution things have the snake in in their chart, generally anywhere. But I think in the in the hour is quite an interesting. I, I like that when I see that in charts. What time of day is that? 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Mm. Everyone listening who's born at that time, put your hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and invent something. <laughs> how about, Create something. How about then the luck pillar? In the luck pillar, that's external luck. And um, and quite... Because we've mean, just gone through you, that. And what, and what a beautiful, amazing energy it brought to us. It brought a lot of growth and expansion. And as I say, endings and beginnings, I feel like for me it was the ending of not particularly painful. Well, yeah, there was painful moments. I mean, my chart showed I was going through the three shells from 15. So I was meant to go through those, be exposed to those patterns of energy to understand them. If I'm going to do this, I need to understand the shadow and the light. And this, yet the, the, at the time frame, it was a little bit overwhelming at times. And and quite scary, if I'm honest. And then when the snake came through, it was like this whole new world was opening up, this this potential, this hope. Mm. And I think that's where the snake really gives that light in the darkness. It's not afraid to go into the darkness. It actually relishes the darkness because it provides hope. It provides this spark of what if. And that is all you need. It's all you need to realise. It's that spark of realisation that to see that the the fear the darkness is actually as as just a figment of your imagination it's more than that because if you're going through a difficult time it's 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 quite frustrating when people say that but i do get it now because when you focus on the more positive things that's what the snake does it brings those forward it, it gives you the solution it gives you the power to climb out of that difficult hole mm. and even even though there were times Prior to the snake, when I thought, I can't believe this is happening, what on earth have I done to, to karmically to put myself in this position? Because sometimes shit happens and, you, and you, you're not ready, you're not prepared. I mean, that's one of the reasons I started to do Basi, because I wanted to understand why these conflicts in my life were occurring. I was the exact same, you know, like I started reading about, like you, you always had an influence on me with Chinese astrology and I can... I'm getting better at it whilst we're doing this podcast, but it was kind of like, it was like I could, you know, when you have a language, you can read it, but you can't talk it. I kind of like felt like that. But as soon as I put my attention to Western astrology, um, everything just slot into place and I could actually dig and delve into why I felt like these things, like why, yeah, just just having self-awareness and unpacking all these different crevices within my personality and understanding it and appreciating it and actually the snake was very progressive and healing for me and it was interesting what you said about um having to go through really dark times um it definitely makes you appreciate the light like Mm. for sure but what uh resonated with me was that when I recently spoke to Will He's a he's a Western astrologer, and he said that lots of people can call themselves astrologers, but it's the ones that have actually gone through loads of bad stuff and bad experiences to actually experience what 
what the darkness can be like and then mm. they can actually be better astrologers because if they see that in somebody else's chart they can emphasize with it they can be mm. compassionate and they can understand it and it, it makes you a better communa, communa, communicator communicator yeah. yeah because i think the, the 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 most important thing to grasp when when you are going through dark difficult times dark times is that they will end it's not forever that yeah. there will be uh, there will be a, a, a period of improvement. And then when that improvement comes, you want to grab it as quickly as you can and yeah. put all your energy into that and not dwell on all the, the hurt and the pain and the shame and the guilt and all the blah, 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 blah. But there's lessons and, in there that you learn and change is a good well, thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you can't. nobody can know everything that there is to learn all at once without having to experience that. That's how we do it's through our experiences and that's how we create how and, it, and what we do with them that shapes us and makes us good people. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I have no regrets. I mean, there's a few things that surprised me, but it wasn't until we I went into the snake that I had this sort of foundation that I got came out of the shadow into the light, into that sort of foundation of of the possibilities of what what's what's lying ahead and that's when things got exciting because I found I had my confidence my strength my intelligence back it wasn't just a being a victim of circumstances oh there's the ice cream man oh, great. <laughs> isn't it funny as soon as you hear that tune automatically you're a kid again <laughs> I want to go running out but um the snake did is I think a very powerful uh, rejuvenating energy it it does give you the that wisdom and that knowledge and that that life experience in which to elevate yourself into a better bigger version of yourself mm. and would you so for instance like we've been impacted through just having the external energies around us by having a snake luck pillar so mm. if you were friends or if you had a parent or a partner that had a snake energy in their chart would they bring out the same sort of impacts as the luck pillar? Well, they can do. They can do. They Because we know that of, of how relationships develop through compatibility of energies. But the snakes also can be quite um, loners. They, they, they like their own company, particularly if they're focusing on something. If they've got their mind occupied, and they're tr they're trying to solve a, a, a problem or or maybe invest in in a solution, maybe new code or something like that. And 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 their whole mind is focused on that. They're not going to want to be disturbed. They're not going to want to be distracted. They're certainly not going to want to host a party and be making small talk. I mean, they they love an intelligent debate. So if they had somebody sort of a, cope with them that's that's like a co-pilot that's that's somebody that they can share that language with then they can make a lot of headway but if they're in the home in a family situation uh, uh, there is great possibility for com compatibility but um the snakes are also quite happy on their own mm. and what month is it that people are born in the snake may may, may. yeah not the first, though. It's normally, it depends on the year, but it's normally from, say, the 5th, 6th, 7th onwards, normally. Mm. Cool. And it goes into the sort of first few days of June. Mm. So early June will carry the energy of the snake. Cool. They have good skin, attractiveness. Good skin. Really? Yeah, beautiful, yeah. 
Tense eyes, beautiful eyes. Like a piercing snake. Yeah, mesmerising. Do you remember the Jungle Book? Yeah. Do you remember the snake and Mowgli? Yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That analogy really did it for me. (laughs) Have you seen seen the newer one? Well, the film? Yeah. Not the cartoon. I think I cried. Yeah, I think I cried. It's quite scary. It was really well made. Did you see? Yeah. Um, did you see the film Life of Pi? I know you read the book and you loved it. Did you see oh, the film? Oh yeah, I did. But oh that was my really god, good. wasn't it? But the book. The I book really, was... I, I regret not seeing Life of Pi in the cinema because I think it's it's, oh, it's incredibly cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But the book. Did you ever read the book? No. Is it good? Yeah, very good. Is I read it? it a few times. Yeah, yeah. Really makes you think. Actually, it's mm. clever. Yeah, maybe I'll put it on my list of things. Oh my god, I've got so many books I want to read. Oh my god, I'm considering. <laughs> I love books. Have you ever done like Audible where you actually just listen to the books? Uh, no, although um, I do listen to sort of NLP tapes and things when I go to sleep. So I've often thought about an audio book, but then I think, what if I drift off and then I don't know where I am? Yeah, I guess it could be good if you're on the commute. I know there's something yeah. really nice about like holding books as well. Because yeah, like when you see yeah. them in your bookcase, it kind of like you're like, oh yeah, it makes me remember it. But if it's just on a archive in the digital space, then you could forget about it. I don't know. That's just my personal um, experience. What book are you reading now? Oh, I'm reading like let's have a look. One, two, three. <laughs> at least three books that I can see in my eyesight right now. I'm reading one on moon signs that I started last night. I've read 100 pages into that. That's been very interesting. I'm reading a book called Surrealism, Art and Modern Science, and it draws upon quantum physics and abstract Ooh. art, and they both came post-war. And, yeah, there's, like, an interesting correlation to unravel in there. Mm. I'm also reading um, one of the books that Nan gave me, Ernest Hemingway one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I've just got loads of delicious books. Oh, and I just, like, so I write a monthly newsletter for Thames Estuary Partnership, and I just found a rabbit hole of really good nature books. They look really good, Mom. I think you'd really like some of them as well. What's the one? What's the, what's the the one that stood oh, out first? Oh yeah. Well, the one that I spoke to. Well, there's like so. I I usually read um, nonfiction, and there was actually a fiction book in there that I thought looked really good. It was just like where the craw dogs lie or something like that. Let me just, have, let me just Google it. Where the oh where the craw dogs sings. And it's really funny because you know that, like I read it out to you and it's like a murder thriller, but it's all like kind yeah. of really immersed in nature. Well, funnily enough, um, the next day or even that evening, um, I got an advert on my phone because it's about to be in cinemas. Oh! Yeah. Who's so, in the film? Um, let's have a look. So, did you watch... Um, did you watch Normal People? No. Oh, it's really good. It's got the same actress in that. Um, I don't really recognise anybody else, but she's great. I really like her. Okay, well, I'll have a look. Mm. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, those are my selections of books. Okay, well, I love a book, all for books, yeah, to books. I mean, like, a quarter or even a third of your screen is just a massive library of books. <laughs> should we okay, move should on we... to the next thing? I was going to say exactly the same thing, <laughs> mind <too> reader. <laughs> Snooze you lose. Snooze you lose. So I well, was thinking... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next person that we're going to be talking, uh, their birth chart, is actually through the... They did it through the mini reading section on our website and we encourage people to use that feature because we would like to have everything done through emails and actually well remind you when your episode comes out we can be like oh this is your episode and we've got your email to do so but we'd also really like to encourage people doing testimonies just like a really quick like 30 second video just how you responded to your your chart because it encourages people to use this feature more and it's got a really lovely feedback loop yes please so whatever chloe said <laughs> <laughs> okay, so interestingly, the snake, this is a person that's going to actually um, possibly have a very good feedback loop. I like that expression. Yes, yeah, the energy it? of yeah, with the energy of the snake because um, this person has in their chart an ox and their current luck pillar is um, being um, influenced by the energy of the rooster. So if they were to have a snake, in their feng shui or if their partner had a snake in any area that year the month the day or the hour then this person would probably have exceptionally good luck because it represents for this person unconventional resources so it could be an unexpected but very spiritual um, illuminating period of their life particularly while this energy of the rooster is going on. So let's start from the beginning. So the first thing I look at is their year of birth. And this person was born in 1970, which was the year governed by Yang Metal over the energy of the dog. Now that um, energy is a very powerful energy. It's um, It can be, uh, the expression is even ghosts are afraid. So it can be a, an energy associated with, um, say, a warrior, somebody that is uh, has a, an, a, a power around them just by being in the room you're aware of them so yang metal over the dog and um the yang metal is the particularly stronger sign of the two and that is to do with business for this person so strong career strong mind strong maybe also managerial structure support um somebody who could be very strategic or very good at organisation, uh, holding things up. So position of power, uh, managerial, something like that, decision maker, can be quite direct, Likes uh, very doesn't like grey areas, but can be quite direct, yes or no, black or white. That being said, when I look at their month of birth, we get something much softer. So, um, and we know that there's a loyalty to this person generally because of the energy of the dog, possibly leader of that energy. 
in the month of birth, we get something much softer, something much more, more generous in terms of flexibility, generosity, creativity, inspiring. Um, we have a yin earth energy. So we've got, again, loyalty pops up. Um, somebody that's reliable comes through in their personality, somebody kind, but somebody that's also got that flexibility, that, uh, that, but yes attitude ability to make things happen and that's because they've got the energy of the rabbit so they're born in the month of the rabbit and the rabbit combines with the dog so we get that heat that warmth that love that loyalty and they this person can have a, a passion to what they do and be driven by confidence and passion and an inquiring mind, because there's a lot of energy here that's uh, is interesting, absorbing information. And then we've got somebody who essentially is hardworking. And I know that, and somebody that attracts, is popular, attracts favorable people. And I know that because in their day of birth, we've got more yin earth, and it's sitting on top of the ox. So we've got another indication of loyalty and generosity and sensitivity. We've got um, somebody that connects with others really well, tends to be reliable. Um, we've got somebody that's not um, not worried about working hard, but has quite radical ideas. And the reason I say that is because we've got yin metal over the star of the goat. And the goat and the ox have a reaction together. So maybe their partner can be quite not challenging, but can challenge their boundaries. So maybe expand their minds a little bit and bring out more creativity, maybe not just in the bedroom, but maybe in life general, giving them more opportunity and inspiration and potential for what if we did it slightly differently? What if we did it this this way instead of that way? And just um, opening up their world a little bit more. They're going through an interesting period because we've got um, – yin water in the luck pillar over the energy of the rooster. And this is a recent, um, let's just see what year this started. This is a fair, so this energy began in 2020. So maybe not such an easy energy, work, lots of work energy influence here, particularly 2020, 2021. But the prosperity comes through a little bit more in 22, 23. A little bit of a change actually coming up because um, we know that the luck pillar of the rooster does have a a challenging effect upon the rabbits. So there could be some stress going on. So they're They've got some changes affecting them at the moment that would have been around possibly even in 2020 and 2021. So they've got to be careful not to work too hard. It could be their power and status is being challenged. Maybe they're having to do more than one person's job, and that's been a heavy workload. They've got the resources and power within them to cope with it. So I'm not saying they should throw their arms up and give it up however much they might feel like it, I think that what they'll find is if they can power through, particularly this year, it's not a bad year. This is a good year. Lots of opportunity. 
But if I think if we were to help them, I would if I was doing their feng shui, for example, I would be particularly interested to see what's going on in the southeast sector where the snake lies. I would be looking at whether that's a positive part of the house or is that a kitchen? Is it the bedroom? Is it a bathroom? Is it the front door? What's going on in that area? Make that area as beautiful and as harmonious, as bright, clean and shiny as positive as possible, because this is going to boost their career at a time when there's lots of change and pressure going on. A lot of uncertainty is going on, and that um, is general through the world. So that so this person's going through that in their chart. It's charts also infused with lots of water energy, which is wealth and prosperity for them. So there's lots of good stuff going on at the same time, lots of wealth opportunities, lots of... Um, uh, feedback in terms of um, emotional quality and um, what's going on with the people around them, a lot of communication. There's lots to do with relationships in this chart. But I think if we were to help this person, I would certainly recommend seeing what's in the snake sector of their home, giving it a little bit of a spruce, spending some time there, if um, possible, having meals there, so you're consuming that energy with your sandwich or what have you. Um, if, if you're sleeping there before you go to sleep, do that exercise. Do you remember we were talking about the exercise before you go to bed, mm -hmm. where you see yourself in a successful position. You imagine yourself as already having that that you desire. That manifestation. What yeah. What, what does it feel like? But if you do that at the point where you're drifting off to sleep, that's giving the subconscious an instruction. It's helping the subconscious to form that or the opportunities for that to occur. So the snake's good for stuff like that. So doing that in the southeast will be very potent, particularly for somebody that has the ox in their chart, as this person does in the in the day of the ox, and they've got the luck pillar of the rooster. Rooster is all about communication. So all forms of communication will excel. So if this person's into writing or social media or um, perhaps I'm just thinking maybe script writing or an author of some kind, I feel writing, but it could also be audio, singing, something to do with the mouth. It's some form of communication. So there's um, lots of good energy indicated in that, that area. And... Um, 2023, we've got another rabbit coming in. So a little bit less pressure, a better year. But then we've got big changes to do with the social circles and people around them coming through in 2024. And that's as, as we have that transition into period nine. So I think this person's going to have a bit of a shake up in terms of the people around them. So if they're thinking about changing jobs or if they are being very creative and, and particularly in a musical capacity, then I think, or an artistic creative capacity, I think they're going to have a big, big break, maybe this year or next year, that could um, have that big whoosh boost of success that could, whoosh. yeah, that could um, bring about lots and lots of changes to their social circle and um, routine. It looks like routine's going to be shaken up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that, my darling? Are we done? Yeah, great. <laughs> Thank you very much for doing that. That sounds very exciting and promising. Yeah. And if they do want more feng shui, please let me know because um, I can help. Yeah. Cool. If they want it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a nice way of ending today's episode. Thank you for doing that. That's my pleasure.
Yes, I love you. I love you too. I love all the listeners. Love you guys. <laughs> uh, I love that Theo's been behaving. He's not making a fuss. Yeah, me too. Thank God. Um, so, as always, if you guys want to get in touch, you can visit our new website. We've got some exciting features on there. We've got some features that you can interact with now, like the finding out your free reading through the podcast. Otherwise, you can sign up for the newsletter for when you can get reminded of when we're going to have our own Barzy generator on our website. So if you wanted to find out if you were a snake in any sort of area of your chart, then soon you can find out through our website, which is very exciting. And we're talking about doing a workshop, so that will be on the website. So we are running a workshop in August, which is very exciting. The date is, is it the 13th? Can I just confirm that? Yeah, that's, I'm planning on the 13th, but um, I still got to work out how how much to do because I don't know how busy people are. So I was thinking, do we do a short one, a long one? There's quite a lot to discuss. Mum's nervous. <laughs> Mum's scared. Mum's procrastinating. Mum can't say words. <laughs> She's scared. So everyone, send their love and support to Mum so that she can talk to you live. And face, face my fear. Face yeah. my fear. Which is very, very cool that you're doing that. It's good that you're going outside your comfort zone. But then again, you have done workshops and you've literally gone to different countries to do stuff like this. So I'm, A long time ago. It doesn't matter. It's still ingrained in your life, body, soul, everything. So just got to flex my thought muscles. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I'll be there too <laughs> for anyone that's a fan of me. <laughs> I, I'll be there uh, kind of producing it at the back end. And I think we're doing it through Zoom. So we can, uh, I can monitor your questions and I can throw them at mom when she least expects them, which will be super fun for me. <laughs> so yeah so everyone keeping their diaries the 13th uh keep it free we will send a link through our socials and for those that have signed up to our free reading we have got your email so we can send you an invite through there you are all cordially invited and just keep an eye out for that invitation it will be i don't know what time it will be in the day because we've got Probably, I think Krista, who's set the fire, she's American, isn't she? Mm. So we're going to have to figure out a time that works for everybody, which is easy peasy. It happens everywhere, all throughout the world, so no problem there. But otherwise, yeah. And you can record it, can't you? So people can always, uh, or, or are we not going to record it? Um, I don't know. These are the little details that we need to discover ourselves. Which yeah, is first time through everything. Yeah. So, it's not my first time. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, first She's time full of it now, you. isn't she, guys? She's full of it now. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to us on our 23rd episode. It's been fantastic to have you here, and we look forward to welcoming you next time. We do indeed, and lots and lots of love from me. And me. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, bye.